You are now listening to another episode of the Kinky Heathen Podcast. Welcome to the Kinky Heathen Podcast. In this show, we explore all aspects of black sex, black sex culture, black sex ed, and the lifestyle as it pertains to kinks and fetishes. I only interview black folks about their black experiences, but I have one rule to keep in mind. It's none of my business, and I'm not judging you for who you love or what you into, as long as it's not children, animals, or people that cannot provide emphatic consent. That means yes with an S, a hard S. I mean, who wants someone that's lukewarm? I'm your host, G.R. Heaton. This is the Kinky Heaton Podcast, and welcome to the show. This week is an interlude for next week because I made a mistake. Now I'm going to lie to you. I said I would be honest in all of my dealings with this podcast. I said that I would be truthful and tell you what happened. I went to L.A. and the way I scheduled it was I'd come home Monday in the morning, I'd sleep, and I'd have a chance to record that night. Turns out I came back and was really sick. Every time I opened my mouth, nothing positive came out. And I didn't have an episode in the wings like I should have. But I'm learning and this gets better week by week. This week, well, on Friday, I recorded an excellent, excellent, it's superb episode about a man. He had sex with a trans woman and what that journey was like for him. If it hurt and I asked him, of course, all the basic questions, I need to do some editing. It's such a good story that I don't want to mess it up. I want to, I don't want to rush it. So shout out to Michelle. She said to do an interlude and shout out to physics. Go listen to his music because he told me to put out quality versus worrying about a schedule. Even though it's just me this week, we're still going to do our two kinks. Figging, using ginger root to create a burning sensation. But remember, you got to peel it first before you put it in your vagina or your butt. Just saying. Necrophilia. I'm sure you've all heard of this one. The fetish for human corpses. I want to put it out there that I actually met a man. He had a crush on me. And you know what? I'm not going to do that unless I can find the video. Any, I'm going to see if I can find the video. Because if, if I find the video, I'm going to post it and I'm going to really talk shit. But since I don't know, since I don't know if I approve or not. This man told me he wanted me dead or alive. He was like, yeah, I think there should be a way that if there's a person in a car accident, there should be like something on their license, you know. So I can come bang out the body real real good. And then it just goes to the morgue or wherever, you know, while still warm. And I was like, nigga, what? I'm good. I'm so damn straight. Okay. But let's get on to the show. My mother came to visit. She was here this weekend. And if you've been following along, she cried the first time she heard my episode. Let me not say cry. That's an understatement. She sobbed. A boo-hooed. And... I almost didn't come back after my hiatus because of that. I mean, who wants to do something that makes their mother so viscerally upset? There was that. But I'm back now, and she actually listened to the aromantic episode and is really proud of me. That's what I needed, like hand claps to me, and it propelled me forward. And she told me she didn't have to agree with what I was doing to support me with it. And I needed to hear that. And in honor of my mother... I'm going to tell you some of the things, the three things that she taught me that were, she taught me a lot, but these are the three things that have helped me the most in overarching ways. We're going to talk about consent and we're going to talk about coercion and what that's like. 
let's start with the three things that my mother told me that I think are important for anybody. She taught me the names of my body parts. I know that sounds benign, but it's true. She said, if something ever happened to you, she told me this when I got older. She said, if something ever happened to you, I needed to know that you could tell me clearly exactly what happened. And I thought, okay. She said, this is a vagina. And I had to repeat it back and tell her what it was. You have a vagina, you, do, you let nobody touch it. That goes into body autonomy. But she said, I know your grandmother may call it your cookie or your pocketbook or your cootie coo, but this is a vagina. And if something happens, if someone touches you there, I need you to tell me. Years, years later, I would read a story where this woman's boyfriend got hemmed up because I think he was babysitting her. I think her daughter was three. She was young. And she said, he put his pee-pee inside of my pee-pee. That sounds awful, doesn't it? What really happened was she had gone to the bathroom and peed in the toilet. And instead of flushing the toilet, he came in after her and peed on top of her pee. But to her, that's his pee-pee inside of hers. You see why we should teach children the names? The mom thought that he had done something to her daughter. And now he's, I can't believe you would think that I would ever do something like that. All because the child didn't know the language to be able to say. But I digress. You get where I'm going with that. She taught me body autonomy. Body autonomy is the right for a person to govern their own body without anybody saying anything and without anybody coercing them to do it. That means that you have a right to say, don't touch me, or I'm going to cut my hair, or and anything along those lines, in your medical rights, in all of that. Because it's your body, and you don't have to be touched if you don't want to. People can't just do things to you. So when I got older, I learned to say, don't touch me because this is my body and and I do with it as I please. Now, that did come full circle when I started getting tattoos and piercings. She's like, it's your body, I know, but, but, but still, I appreciate you, mom. Thank you. The third thing, which is the overarching reach of this episode or the overarching topic, umbrella, whatever. Consent. She told me I could say no. I didn't have to say yes if I didn't want it and I could leave. There was under no circumstances that I was, that I would have to say yes to to anybody. And now I'll be the first one to tell somebody no because she gave me that. Let's talk some more about consent. Informed consent. This is what you would typically get in the hospital where they tell you anything that could happen, that could be the result of. They tell you the good things and the bad things. There's a 90% chance that surgery may, may help you walk, but you could have some permanent nerve damage. Your foot could fall off, yada, yada, yada. And you can choose whether you want that when you're presented with all the facts. You're well-informed. That's informed consent. Implied consent is one of those things where it's kind of like being on a website nowadays and they're saying, because you're here, this implies that you give us consent to put cookies on your computer or whatever. That's implied consent. Then is what I talk about when I say this rule. You remember hearing me say, I don't care what you're into or who you love. I'm not judging. 
as long as it's not animals, children, or people that can't give emphatic consent. That's yes with an S, a hard S, because who wants somebody that's lukewarm? That's also known as active consent. Active consent is affirmative, it's conscious, don't be like CeeLo Green or Cosby or whoever, where the person is unconscious and they say, well, because they're unconscious, they couldn't, how could they give me consent? They were unconscious. So having sex with somebody sleeping, unless unless they specifically gave you permission to, is a dub. Don't do that. They're unconscious. Voluntary, which means that they want this. They're like, yeah, give it to me. That's voluntary. Honest. They know what's happening. Sober. Are we really, do we really want to have sex with somebody that's just drunk and sloppy? Especially a new person. It's different if you're home with, 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 with your boo-boo and y'all want to have drunk sex and you ask them if they want to have sex and they say yes. If that's a part of your relationship that you talked about, then okay. But if it's not, then it's a dub. Whether y'all are in a relationship or not, whether y'all are together or not, I say don't do it at all. But, you know, who am I? And it's ongoing. Ongoing means that they can withdraw consent at any time. That they, they keep wanting it. So they actively are saying yes to this. They actively want it. I explained to a man once, you could be a mid-pump. And I could have been hooping and hollering a second ago. But if I shut down and say stop, don't keep going. It doesn't matter if you are almost there. Because the minute I say stop and you don't, that's rape. Because I said no. I withdrew my consent. We don't want to go through that, right? So make sure they're enjoying it. Make sure that this is what they want. Care about your partner. Let's talk about coercion when it comes to consent. That is a big thing that people don't talk about. And there's a lot to say about coercion when it comes to sex. I'm going to give you some examples. I'm going to give you some definitions of coercion. I think there are, what is that? One, two, three, four, five. And I've experienced most of them. Let's talk about positive persuasion. It's a form of coercion. Compliments. Paying special attention. Being nice. I know you're probably thinking, how can being nice be coercion? Because people act like you can't be nice and violent. You can't be likable and be a murderer. Come on now. When you're, you're nice, you're giving compliments, you're making promises, you're paying special attention. These things feel good, but if they don't want to have sex with you, or they do it be- because you were nice, do you really want that? Neutral tactics. This is the continual re- requesting. If you ask somebody for sex 50, 11 times, and they say no, And then on the 50-12th side, they say yes. Do you really want that? Do you really want somebody that that you had to persuade and beg to get sex from? Just that they just gave in. Let me give you an example of that. Let me gather myself. There was a time when I wasn't who I am now. When I was, I don't want to say a weaker woman, but I was a lesser woman. I'll say that. I needed some education. I needed some guidance. But we all do at a younger age. And bear in mind that I didn't lose my virginity till I was about to graduate high school, till like like two, three months I was graduating high school. I was 18 and I was, so I didn't really start particularly early 
early is subjective and objective at the same time. We're going to talk about positive persuasion and neutral tactics of persuasion. This guy, he was so nice. I went to his job and he was so, I thought he was fine and he was so nice. I didn't want to have sex with him, but I thought he was cute. And he was just really nice and he paid me attention. And I've always been dorky. That's why when you hear me say, I know what I look like, it's not a slight on me. It's the fact that I know who's interested in me and who's not. But we'll get into that later. I had sex with him because he was nice to me and he asked for it and he was kind, but he was also really cruel. He wouldn't get out the car. I had to drive home and have my mother drive him home because he wouldn't get out the car unless I had sex with him again and I wasn't trying to have sex with him. It was just really bad. But before he was so nice, neutral tactics of persuasion. This boy was over my house, kept asking, kept asking, kept asking. No, 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 no. And he wasn't going to leave until I said yes. Do you understand how awful that is? He thought it was fine because he wasn't, quote unquote, forcing me, that he wasn't jumping on top of me. But he kept asking and didn't want to leave until I said yes. There's a problem with that. And that also falls under polite sex. If you've never heard of this. Polite sex is, it happens to women. And when I say women, I mean all women. I'm not limited to, to, to the justice head type of thing. It's when you agree to have sex for the sake of the environment. To be polite, to be nice. This man was actually, um, and you may have heard this happen to other women. I was over at his house. I didn't drive. And he wanted to have sex. And I'm like, and I turned him down the first time. And he started to pout. Like, now he wasn't cuddly. He wasn't warm anymore. And then as time passed um, while I was there, he was okay. And then he tried again. And I'm like, if I tell him no, it's just going to be weird. And I'm stuck here, blah, blah, blah. He's not going to take me home. I'm going to have to walk home in the dark. And less of me was scared of that. You know, because I was young, broke, and... Ain't had nothing. So I had sex with him to keep the peace, to be polite, to, to, so that he would take me home. So that I, would, I had sex with him for my safety. Do you understand how awful that is? And I'm going to keep telling you that because it's awful. Now, I'm a leaver. I'm leaving. First of all, if you can get me over to your house in the first place. But I'm leaving. Because I'm not going through that anymore. But I'm a lot stronger now than when I was then. Physical persuasion tactics. When I met a man and (laughs) known him for years, he won't talk to me now, but that's another story. I was just went to see him and I was like, oh, you smell good. Next thing, pounced on me. And I'm really intimate. I like to cuddle. I like to sit next to people. I, I like that sort of thing. But he immediately started kissing and touching on me. And I was like, it felt good. And I did like him. And he was like, you know, you like it. I was like, I do. I I do, I guess. But I didn't. I just met him. I didn't really want to have sex with him. But I did. There's that. Gaining access strategies. This means isolating the woman with the person using false pretenses to be alone with the woman. This happened to me while I was in Jamaica. 
there was a man, um, I had extra cannabis from the guy on the beach. And um, I was giving it, I was, I'm not even going to hold you. I was selling it to the, to this man because I figured, why not? And, you know, I've always wanted, wanted to try it. I've always wanted to sell weed. I was like, why not? This is the one time on vacation everyone has it in a place where, where it's free that I can't get in trouble for this thing. Why not? So I did it. And I was like, what, five, ten dollars? And he asked me to come back to his room. Like he had a he had a girl. And she knew where I was. She actually came and found me because he was injured. And his room was closed. And she was like, well, go back with him, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Because it was only supposed to be that. And when I got there, he pinned me against the wall and kissed me. And I pushed him off me. And he was like, I think you're so beautiful. I really like you. And I was like, that's not what we're here for. You led me here believing one thing when you really wanted something else. If that's what you wanted from me, you should have been bold enough to say that. But you wait till we're alone and pull this. I have no respect for a man like that. So that's gaining access strategies. Negative ver- verbal persuasion. This is the person threatens to end, threatens to end the relationship, expresses dissatisfaction, like they express they are upset or whatever. They're swearing. They're, they're just mean until you have sex with them. That can fall under any of these. But I'm not even going to tell you a story related to that because I'm sure you can all think of it. I'm telling you that I am so, what's the word for that? I'm on my soapbox about consent and about knowledge and about people having accountability because all these things have happened to me. I've been dragged in the bathroom. People tried to pull down my clothes. All types of things have happened to me. And none of them were my fault. People say, well, it's because of what you wore. So when people was covering up down to the ankles in Victorian clothes, oh, they're covering from, they're covered from their neck to their ankles. And people are still getting raped. People are still getting, getting assaulted. So it's not about what you wear. It's not about the panties you wear or lack thereof. It's not about any of that. It's about the person's desire to do you harm because they think what they want is more important than how you feel, than your safety. Does anyone not see a problem with that? If you're a man, a cishet man listening to this, I challenge you to ask your female friends if any of these things have happened to them. Ask your sisters, ask your mothers, ask your aunts. If this, if they've experienced any of these things, I guarantee you they have. But let's flip it because we don't ever talk about how men experience these things. Men can be raped. I know, mind blown. <sighs> men can be coerced. I mean, he doesn't want to have sex with you. So you call him gay. And he's like, I'm going to show you I'm not gay, blah, 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 blah. Or he has an erection that wasn't meant for you that may have been in his sleep or whatever. And you go and sit on it. That's a problem. You jump on his lap while he's um, riding the bus or the train. If he did that to you, that would be a problem. But because he's a man, he's not supposed to experience those things. I disagree. Everything I described can happen to a man. Could happen to someone that has a penis. Could happen to someone intersex. It could happen to anybody. Which is why I implore you all to be vigilant when it comes to these things. To look at the person's body language. Are they okay with this? Do they seem comfortable? To verbally ask, are you okay with this? 
one of the best experiences I had. He laid his head on my shoulder. He told me I smell good. And he kept kissing my neck. And he asked me if it was okay. He told me he wanted me and he asked me if it was okay. He asked me if he could touch me. He asked. And people act like, oh, that ruins the mood. If you know, if you like it, you like it. But you also know when they don't. And it couldn't hurt to ask. Or you could just discuss that. But then people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the heavy things. But they can have raw sex with you. We won't go there. Raw sex is for another episode. Not that we don't love it. But just for another episode. I'm going to end this here. Because I've said enough. And I appreciate you for listening. Next week we'll be talking about. A man that he says he's he says he's bi, he says he's queer. He's still working that out. He this is new to him. Cause he was straight before and he had sex with a trans woman. Stick around for that. I'm your host, GR Heaton. This is the Kinky Heaton Podcast. If you like it, tell me, leave a review, tell everybody, let somebody know, share, like, follow, subscribe. If you want to be a guest, text me at 707. I-M-N-O-I-R-E. That spells 707. I'm Noir. You can send me a text. You can ask me questions. Or you can email me at guest at thekinkyheatonpodcast.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm finally more active on Twitter. Nobody told me I was going to have to be gathering folks on Twitter. I don't like that. But I digress. If you don't like it, shh, come, come in close. Share this with your bro- with your block list and people you don't like. If you don't like it, send trash people trash stuff. I understand. I get it. I'm waving my moving my hands and like you can actually see me do that. But we're gonna get there too. I try to come on Tuesdays as always. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Thank you for the people that are following along that are helping me grow. I appreciate it. Any feedback, love it. I'm your host, GR Heaton. This is the Kinky Heaton Podcast.